Because of the baby series, I wanted to talk to you about something today called Plan Baby Plan. Have you noticed how much planning goes into a baby? Maybe not so much in the preparation of making a baby. Maybe there is plans there. But that's not what I'm talking about. I want to talk about bringing a baby home from the hospital. It's incredible. So much plans go into bringing a baby home from the hospital. You know, we, 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 we're expecting for the baby to come home. And, and, and it's amazing how we, we're going to have all these things. And we've got to get one of these things that's so heavy. You could don't go to a gym anymore. You can just do weights at home. And we gotta, we're going to get them a little car seat, bless them. And because one day we're going to get the release from the hospital and we've got to have them in the little chair and we're going to have to stop all the traffic and all the, all the traffic in the whole world has got to stop because we're bringing our baby home and, and we've got to get a pram and we've probably bought the pram about three years before we're actually having the baby. And, but it's got to be a right pram and I need to have the break off so I can move it. In other words, what am I trying to say today in the baby series? is that as parents, we make plans for that precious one. Perfect timing. <laughs> I mean, just melt your heart. But we do, we plan, we got the car, we got the things, we got the toys, we got the, we got the towels, we got the quadlings, we got the fuddlings, we got the hodlings. I don't know what they're called, but the cloths. Swaddlings. Swaddlings, Christina. Swaddlings. We got the snuggies, we got the huggies, we got the buggies. I mean, I mean, it's a whole industry. And we're all smiling because we know. But there's nothing like plans being made for our children. Isn't it beautiful when a child's coming home, Noah's coming home, and his mum and dad have purchased things and moved things and painted things and adjusted things and told the whole world, Noah's coming. What I'm trying to say is in the baby series is there's something profound that we can learn from, from our own lives, literally, that we can mirror from heaven. And I want you to think about today the power of plans being made for your life. A plan literally means a detailed proposal for achieving something. A detailed proposal for achieving something. In other words, people make plans for people. Parents make plans for their children. It's amazing how much detail goes into bringing a child home from a hospital. If you don't believe me, just Google it and look at all the YouTube videos of all the parents who've decided to make a video and then they'll show it when you're 18 years old or 21 years old or when you get married. But the point I'm making is, is that if we can make plans then I want you to know that so does God. And that's really what I want to give you a perspective on today. Parents go to great deal to plan for their baby to come home. Why? Because there's a relationship. The baby series is actually underlying, is called a relationship series. And so I want to take you on a journey and I want to read, first of all, a few verses for you, but it's in Ephesians chapter 1 and it says this, uh, uh, Chapter 1, verses 4 to 14. God has a long-range plan for you. 
So if parents have a plan for their children, if parents are planning for their children coming home, you know, we've got to understand how much more does God make plans for you, His children? Have you ever considered the plans that God's got for your life? Have you ever considered the plans that God's got for your life? I mean, you've been making plans for your little handsome son. How many plans have you made for your son? A lot. But listen, how many plans has your heavenly father made for you? Could you think about that? Could you think about that? I think when we switch it to the plans that he is making for you and me, and he has, he's made incredible plans. And I want to take you on the journey here. And this is what is in Ephesians chapter 1. Long before God laid down the earth's foundations, he had us in mind. He had settled on us as the focus of his love. To be made whole and holy by his love. To be made whole and holy. Who makes the he- whole and who makes the whole, the whole? Who makes us whole and who makes us holy? Him. You don't make you whole, and you don't make you holy. Turn to someone next and say, "Now he's talking about you." He made us whole and holy by his love. How do you get made whole? By His love. How do you become holy? By His love. How do you see restoration? By His love. It's His love for you. How does a a baby come home because of the parent's love for the child? Well, today we're not talking about just natural babies today. We're actually talking about our Heavenly Father's plans for your life, for my life, for us. And this is what He says in Ephesians. He's trying to help us. He says, because of the great sacrifice of Jesus, the Messiah... Or before that, he says this. He says, he wanted us to enter into this lavish gift-giving celebration by the hand of his beloved son. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus the Messiah, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross, making us a free people. Free of penalties and punishments, marked up by all our misdeeds. And not just barely free, but abundantly free. He thought of everything provided for everything we could possibly need. I mean, look at parents today, literally. Do you really need another pair of nappies? Do you really need an extra bottle? Do you really need a whole set of dummies? Do you need another wagon? I mean, the truth is, you talk to the ancient of days or you talk to the mums who are four or five generations a day, they had a cloth and they washed it every day. We got containers and we got buckets and we got, you know, half an Ikea in our house just to contain the provisions for our baby. And I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying that what do we do? We put so much effort into everything. Well, that's what God has done for us. He literally, where do we get that from? We get it from Him. Whether we actually know that, instinctively, we get it from Him. He thought of everything. He brought provided everything that we could possibly need, letting us in on the plans He took such delight in making. Letting us in on the plans. Letting us in on the plans He took such delight in making. He set it all out before us in Christ, a long-range plan in which everything would be brought together and summed up in Him. Everything in deepest heaven, everything on planet Earth. It 
it, it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, He had His eye on us. He had made plans for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose, He is working in everything and everyone. When you heard and believed the truth of your salvation and acting upon it, See, people hear it, but they don't act upon it. They don't believe it. So you've got to hear it, believe it, and act upon what you believe, what you're hearing. I hear that God is for me. I believe it, therefore I'm going to act upon it. That's where salvation comes from. You have to act upon what you're believing, and your believing comes from what you're hearing. The truth of your salvation and act upon it. You found yourself home free in Christ, signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. Signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. This signet from God is the first installment of what's coming. A reminder that we'll be getting everything God has planned for us. A reminder that we'll be getting everything God has planned for us. A praising and glorious life. I need you to understand that God has plans for you and He has plans for me. He goes into great detail so that you can be taken care of. The great detail that He has taken care of is not so much on things. The great detail is not so much on material things. The great detail that He went to was Christ. It's in Christ that all the law is fulfilled. He was the perfect sacrifice. Everything in the Old Testament pointed to Jesus. The tabernacle, the items in the Holy of Holies, everything. Build it according to this pattern. Build it according to this. Build it according to this. Build it according to this. Everything in the Old Testament points to Jesus. And so God went to great details for you and I through His Son, Jesus. He planned everything to the finest detail. And that's what he's saying in Ephesians to the church in Ephesus. He's literally saying he went to the greatest details. He made plans because that's how important you are. That's how valuable you are. And yet we get so caught off guard with things that go wrong, the twists and turns of life. Listen, we, how, how do we get our head around pain and suffering and, and evil? And how do we get our head around all these things? Well, in November, we're going to actually dedicate quite a lot of time to these things that people say objections to faith. But I want you to know that we actually have answers through all of this craziness because God holds us through it. Oh, my plans have gone wrong because someone didn't turn up to church. It's not you turning up to church, uh, not turning up church that wrecks the plans of God. God, God has a much bigger plan. It, 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 you and I can't mess up His plans. I know we, we, this side of the message is going to switch some of you to your head and you're going to try and figure it out with your head because that, 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 you know, with bachelors and masters and PhD thinking, that's what you're trying to do. But I need you to understand that's for your theses. That's for your doctorate. That's for all them things. But this is the house of God. You don't get the heart of God through your head. You get it through your hearts. And I'm not telling you to lose your head. I'm just saying, play. you got to know what's what. This is a heart day, not a head day. It's head and heart. But he's made great plans for you. 
Our plans need correction. Proverbs 19 says this, take good counsel and accept correction. (laughs) Accept correction. (laughs) We love accepting correction. Take good counsel and accept correction. That's the way to live wisely and well. We humans keep brainstorming options and plans, but God's purpose and plans prevail. Loyalty makes a person attractive. Will you be loyal to God's plans? Loyalty doesn't work down. Loyalty works up. Our plans can't save us. Galatians 5 verses 3 to 6 says this, The moment any of you submits to circumcision or any other rule-keeping system, at the same moment Christ's hard-won gift of freedom is squandered. I repeat my warning. The person who accepts the ways of circumcision and rule-keeping trades all the advantages of the free life in Christ for the obligations of the slave life of the law. I suspect you would never intend this. Why would you? But this is what happens when you attempt to live by your own religious plans and projects. You are cut off from Christ. You fall out of grace. Meanwhile, we expectantly wait for a satisfying relationship with the Holy Spirit. For in Christ neither our most conscientious religion nor our disregard for religion amounts to anything. What matters is something far more interior, faith expressed in love. If you can't get your head around that, I don't know what. Your plans need the right motives. Our plans can't save us. God has a long-range plan for you. Your plans need the right motive. Proverbs 16, 1 to 3, we can make plans, we can make our plans, but the final outcome is in God's hands. We can always try to prove that we are right, but it is the Lord who knows our true motives. Commit your plans to the Lord, then it will succeed. Plans, God plans to prosper you. Jeremiah 29, a lot of you know this one. The truth is this, that you will be in Babylon for 70 years. I don't see many people quote that one. But then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised and bring you home again, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans to prosper you and to not harm you. Plans to give you a future and a hope In those days, when you pray, I will listen, but 70 years in Babylon first. We have a rough day at school and we're like, your plans. Air Berlin canceled all my points because it went into receivership. (laughs) But God's got a plan to prosper you, my friend. He's got a plan to prosper you. And if you still live with, well, it's not happening in the next five minutes, then you have no idea who you're dealing with. God's plans involve steps. 
Proverbs 16, verse 9, with in your heart you can make plans for your future, but the Lord chooses the steps you take to get there. See, what are we seeing here? We're seeing basically you've got plans and God's got plans. Well, how do I know my, my plans are God's plans? But God works with you. It's amazing how our plans and His plans can still work together if there's a relationship. Because if it's a relationship, what do you want, God? And God's saying, well, what do you want to do? Well, what do you want to do, God? And it's amazing how the relationship just works because it's like, well, you know, and, and this small picture is in a marriage. Well, where do you want to go for dinner tonight, Joyce? I think La Palza might be a good idea, but what do you want really, honey? It's really about you, darling. And you go, well, if you want to go to La Palza, that's okay. I'm going, really? Really? You want to go to La Palza? I mean, anyone know what I'm talking about? Dads, we're so manipulative, aren't we? Like, what do you want, darling? And we really want to suggest, help, hint. Sorry, Lord, help me. Help the pastor, big time. But God makes plans and he involves steps. So you can make plans, but God will be in the steps. And I want you to know that it's not that you don't make plans. It's just that you've got to know that the plans that you have ultimately with a relationship is they can be adjusted. They can be strengthened. They can be actually revealed. You don't know the next step, but God says, I do. I didn't know that coming to Berlin was going to open up the next step, and it did. I didn't know this next step was going to bring me in proximity to the most amazing people I've ever had in my life. The friendships that we've now got. The families that we now know. Psalm 33, with a breath, God can scatter the plans of all the nations who oppose him, but his own plan stands forever. His intentions are the same for every generation. And it goes on and on. God's plans involves an army of angels. Psalm 103, literally it says that he is in the heavens, in the throne, in the ruling everything. Praise be to God for the angels, the mighty ones who carry out his plans. You can put your angels to work. So when you start to pray, you can put your angels to work. When your children are out there at night and you're worried about them, put your angels to work. When your children are traveling overseas to other nations to do something and, and to live a life wherever they want to, I don't know, but put your angels to work. When your baby's coming home from the hospital, put your angels to work. That's what it says. It says the angels carry out His plans. And what's God's plan? For you to prosper. What's God's plan? For you to be in better health. What's God's plan? For you to have a better life. Moving forward to God, God be the glory. God's plans are for your well-being. God's plans is for your future. God's plans is for the generations coming out of your life. Not to be more addicted to drugs, but to be free and know Him and love Him and to praise Him. We are participants in the plans of God because of Jesus. And what does He do? He puts you in Christ. And when you're in Christ, you're in God's perfect plan. Let me say it again. When you're in Christ, you're in God's perfect plan. That should bring assurance. It should bring peace and comfort. It should steady you in the storms of life. It can lift your head when you want to put your head down. 
But it's the Word of God that builds your spirit. It's the Word of God that helps you get out of the circumstances and get you above it so you can see clarity and better days for your family and for your children and for your life. But I want you to know God's plans will endure. The angels are involved in establishing the plans of God. And I want you to know that His plans for your life are for good and for your well-being. So I want you to ask you simply today, if parents can plan for their children, how much would God plan for you, His children? How much does God plan for His children? God's plans for our lives are not about the moment. They're about eternity. And though there is suffering in a moment, though there is pain in a moment, I want you to know our message is not about scot-free, life-free. It just says that there is freedom and movement in Christ. And Paul warns us and he says, if you want to go cut yourself to prove that you're a Jew, if you want to go keep all the laws, go knock yourself out. But every time you do it, you nullify the work of Jesus. You always diminish the, diminish the plan on purpose of heaven for your life. When you go back to the rules and you go back to the law and you go back to this and that, it's not about this and that. It's not about don'ts. Do not, do not, do not, do not. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. And guess where He puts you and me? In Christ. So it's what He has done, not what you have done. Stop talking about the rules. The greatest rule that God has given us is love. And how do you enjoy that love? Relationship. 